My name is Zach Como, and you're listening to the My Tech Decisions Podcast. Episode of my Tech Decisions podcast. I'm Zach, your host, and yes, I'm recording this episode from my basement again, as the coronavirus is still keeping us all working out of our homes. Um, I've lost track, but I've I've done, jeez, uh, at least four episodes down here. Um, so today's episode, in keeping with that trend, is about managing remote workers and how to use technology to identify if your employees are having problems or if they're losing productivity due to distractions at home. To talk about that is Brian Burns, CEO of user experience management software company NOAA. That's K-N-O-A. The software can analyze worker productivity, engagement with enterprise apps, and uncover signs that employees aren't adjusting well to this new normal. Uh, Before we get to that, uh, a quick reminder that the My Tech Assistance podcast is available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe to listen to weekly interviews with technology experts like IT professionals, AV integrators, cybersecurity experts, and more. Search My Tech Decisions Podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. And now, here's Brian Burns. So, Brian, why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about NOAA? All right, so uh, we're a software company based in New York City. We've been around for over 10 years. Uh, we have a unique solution. Uh, we uh, focus on understanding the behavior of employees as they interact with enterprise applications like SAP, like Oracle, um, applications that are used to essentially run companies. Uh, right. like, like Teams, Zoom, etc. I'm sorry? Like, like Microsoft Teams and Zoom as well? Yeah. Um, more so, um, these companies are essentially... Uh, the, the SAP, Oracle, they're, they're running the operational side of these companies, right. uh, like Unilever, GE, Procter & Gamble, Amgen, Johnson & Johnson, Merck, and everything in terms of the operations, the shipping, the billing, the inventory, finance, HR, all the back end of these companies. Uh, and so as you can appreciate, most of our customers have many, many employees who are um, – Using the software, uh, we have companies, uh, customers with tens of thousands of employees. So we get a very good look at the behavioral landscape uh, across the organization. Let me just give you a quick analogy. Uh, the analogy I like to use is e-commerce. Now, you know, we all know when we go on any e-commerce site, uh, obviously Amazon is, is the, the, the one that comes to mind, you know that they're tracking your behavior. They know what page you're on, what are you doing on that page, obviously your purchase history, um, even the pattern of your interaction. Why did you look at scarves and then you went to look at bathing suits? It doesn't make sense. Oh, you're planning a cruise. What? So they understand the context of your behavior. We, uh, we do something similar in the enterprise. So we are looking at how employees interact with these operational systems to get a sense of 
their relative efficiencies, if they're having challenges, if they're getting a lot of errors, mm. if they're really engaged. And so we can look at simple things like um, a custo- uh, an employee is wants to complete a purchase for a customer. How many steps does that take? It could take dozens of steps. You want to go in and, and confirm that the customer has credit, check the inventory, see if there's a balance on the account, make sure that the contacts are correct, process the order, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can appreciate that. Uh, you know, it's a pretty straightforward conceptually, but there's a lot going on on the back end. Right. And that's what we do. So let's talk about this in context of, oh, the, you know, the company's reaction to the pandemic. Yeah. So what, we're, we, we're running our software in the cloud. So we actually see what's going on. Uh, So initially what happened is uh, obviously companies had little to no notice about the pandemic and forcing everyone to work from home. So initially we saw uh, several companies who just were not prepared. They didn't have the infrastructure. They didn't have the, the hardware. They didn't have the software connectivity solutions in place. So we saw initially a drop-off in, um, in, in employees using these systems. Obviously, people going home, they're trying to you know, deal with the new reality, get situated, get the hardware connectivity they need. We saw a drop-off. Right. Then we saw it, connectivity start to increase. And what's interesting is we can look at all sorts of nuances relative to that behavior. So what are, what are companies looking for? They're looking for, number one, can my employees, can my remote users be productive? Uh, are, is anyone really struggling, and why are they struggling? How do I manage my help desk? And think about it. Again, companies with 10, 20,000 employees, they have, probably have a very active help desk. Mm. What happened is with the pandemic, you know, all the IT people were scrambling to support the infrastructure. Um, I'm sure there was a lot of work done on data centers and cloud providers, et cetera, et cetera. So the help desk suffered. Uh, and uh, we're, we're, so let's, let's, let's go into some of the details related to that. So an employee is working from home. Finally, they get connected. They have to deal with, number one, are, is, do the systems work the same way remotely as they do when I'm in the office? Maybe there's a web version remote, and in the office I, I had um, a, a more robust client on my, on my desktop. Or, or maybe because of security, there are only certain modules that I can access from home. Seems straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number one, how, how do these organizations, I mean, the overriding question that, that we answer is, how are your users doing? Like. We know they're connected while they logged on. Yeah. How are they doing? Are they able to work? Are they able to work productively? Are they frustrated? Uh, are they really perhaps understandably disengaged and just having problems coping? Mm. How do you know that? Now, look, I'm not going to answer all. I can't answer all those questions fully, but let me give you another example of complementary technology. There's a company called Qualtrics uh, that does surveys. Uh, and actually, SAP bought them two years ago for, I think, about $7 billion. 
So they've been very active recently in supporting uh, companies who are re with remote workers and sending surveys out to their to the employees just to get a gauge how you're doing, right? And the survey could, you know, they're very creative. A survey could be a picture, you know, click the picture that best describes your mood, whatever it might be. And you get insight into what's going on. The next question is, what do you do with that data? Let's say it comes back and you determine, hey, my people are in a funk, <laughs> which is to be expected. Okay, why? Right? They're in a funk because maybe they're concerned about losing their job. They're stuck home with in, a, in, a, in an environment that where they can't work because there are just too many people, there are too many distractions. The systems are not usable. They're, getting, they're having a lot of problems with the systems, et cetera. So if you think about, you know, companies always talk about the work environment, right? I mean, before the pandemic, the work environment was an ergonomic office and the free food in the cafe and social activities. But if you're sitting in front of uh, these big enterprise systems all day long, that's really your work environment. It's nice to have the snack and get up and have a break, but you're, you're coming back and you're at, you're at your desk and as I said, you're checking inventory, shipping product, whatever, doing HR. And if that system is difficult to, to deal with and you're, you're frustrated by it because it's not intuitive or the user interface is just doesn't make sense or you're getting a lot of errors, your work environment is very frustrating. So if you look at that situation now when, when people are working remotely, how do you know if they're getting a lot of errors? How do you know if they're frustrated? I can tell you that. So when, when the survey comes back and says people are having a challenge, morale is low, let's look at what's going on. Mm. Oh, my God. They're getting three times as more errors, user errors, system errors, than they ever had before. Of course they're frustrated. Oh, they're using these new modules. It's taking them 20 screens to complete a transaction that they used to do in five. Right. Of course they're frustrated. I know that. Hmm. That's what NOAA does. I have that information. Okay. So what our, what our customers are doing, they're doing triage, right? So they're saying, let's, let's see what's going on with our employees. Where are they having the most trouble? Where are they getting the most errors? Where is the workflow not efficient? And let's go and, and fix those issues. Or the help desk. Someone calls into the help desk, they have a problem with our software, the help desk support agent can immediately look at a log of the activity because we generate this data in real time. It's our data. And um, you can resolve the problem more expeditiously. Mean time to resolution of the problem is shorter. Right. So that's all tremendous value to these employees. Um, and so that's what we do. SAP, uh, one of the largest enterprise software companies, they resell our product as an SAP product. So that's why, you know, I have all these, uh, you know, companies as customers, right. uh, E and, and Unilever, and, um, you know, so we see what's going out, out on in, in the front line. So that's an overview of what we do. Um, so what is going on in the front line in, in terms of, uh, you know, adapting to work from home and, uh, you know, what insights has, has uh, Noah found? Um, and can you tell me how... how companies can um, you know what they should look for in an employee that's struggling um, to work from home? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So number one 
is to determine, you know, are they struggling? Right. And, you know, there are some really interesting metrics um, that you can use to determine that. You're looking at workflow. How long did it take them to complete a transaction in the past? And that's what's interesting because they're already, they've already been customers of ours, right? So we have years of data, and we can see sort of the the state of the state of of behavior during normal times. And now you're looking compare that to what's going on today. So I could tell you that it's taking them longer to complete a transaction, and that's what we're seeing today. We're seeing that users um, the systems that they're using are not are not working as efficiently, they're getting more errors, and they're frustrated. I'll give you another really interesting metric, idle time. Mm. So what is idle time? So someone is completing a transaction again, they want to ship a product, and you know, to, to ship a product it takes, let's say, 20 steps to do that, to do that. And we'll notice that after step 12, there's a delay. Why and the, and the employee is pausing now, assuming you know they're not doing a bio break or being distracted because you can look at again, we'll look at the bigger picture, and maybe we see consistently at step twelve right there's a delay, so you know that that's not arbitrary. What's going on? Why was there a delay? Why are they staring at the screen? so let's look at the the reasons. Number one, the last time they clicked after that screen, they got an error message. So they're trying to figure out how not to get an error message. Number two, the user interface isn't explanatory. It's not intuitive. So they really don't know what to do. Number three, they, they weren't trained. They're using a new module they weren't trained on. Number four, they're not engaged, right? For some reason, they if we see an increase in overall idle time for someone, they're having a problem focusing. Mm. Right? How else? Uh, you know, how else will you, would you know? Right? If you, look, everyone's trying to stay in touch with their employees. It's a real challenge. Some people have a lot of a lot of people working for them. You know, if you have ten, twenty people on your team, yes, you could have team meetings. But how would you really know that someone's struggling? I'm talking about personally now. Yeah. You know, and here you're saying, wait a minute. Yes, they logged on and they logged off and they're doing some of the work, but I'm seeing a lot of idle time. And again, you have to, uh, you have to take into consideration that people's environments have changed dramatically. They have to take care of the children or their elderly relatives, a hundred percent. You know, we're we're not that I'm not saying you know yes we were on top of these people, but again, relatively speaking, you see someone who's just not able to work. And you could be proactive with them. You know, you could, again, maybe those are the people you call first, right? Yeah. Or those are the people that you propose certain uh, uh, resources for them, HR resources, or even something like, uh, hey, join, we're having a yoga class, an uh, interactive live yoga class, and, and reach out to that person. Maybe you could join that. Or if you, you're having a problem getting food shipped to you, you know, Let's help you, whatever it might be. But how? What we're what we're providing is the in, information, the insight into where the challenges are, so you can <clears throat> you can be proactive. Right. Or if let's say you another another reason is the people aren't familiar with 
the, the systems that operate remotely? Well, they need to be trained. Well, you can't, you can't have your remote workforce in classes for three days. So wait, let's look at, let's go to the NOAA dashboard and see where most of the challenge is. Where are the inefficiencies? Where are the errors? You know what, let's do a training class on this module. And we can be very, very focused on how we interact with our users. Right. So those are all the different use cases from very practical things like help desk problem resolution to making sure the work the workflow is intuitive uh, to making sure to checking where people are getting errors to the more sort of human aspect of it. You know, when you have a lot of employees, when you're when you're when you're looking at the behavior of a lot of employees, you can sort of see sort of the standard, the average behavior of them. And you can see where the, uh, the, the challenges might be. You know, it could be a, a component of the software that's giving you a challenge. It could be a different group. Hey, my group in Ohio is having a problem versus my group in Texas or my group in Argentina. I mean, these are international clients of ours. So they'll say, why, why is that team having a struggle? They're using the same software. So maybe maybe the systems we gave them weren't um, you know weren't su suitable for working remotely, or maybe that team needs some training, well, whatever it might be. And you think about the example I used before with the survey, right? So you run the survey, you see there's, there's a challenge with morale, then you you implement some of the system side uh, uh, some of the resolution. Um, opportunities that I described, training and work, uh, uh, resolving some of the problems. And then you run the survey again. And you, you determine, you can ascertain whether the, the activity, the activities, the resolution that, that you put in place was effective. Right. Oh, wow, look at that. There wasn't an uptick. Morale is a little bit better. And when you run the survey, they're going to tell you, you know, the surveys can be focused. Right. Why are you frustrated? Is it the work environment? Are the systems not responsive? I mean, you can get into that. And then you run the survey again, you can see, oh, there's an uptick. Okay, now let's go into the next, the next round of fixes. And, it, you know, this isn't a one-off thing. It's iterative. Mm -hmm. It's like a cycle. So survey, rectification, survey. And, and that way you can be responsive to your people and you can be efficient in you know, what resources you apply. Yeah. Uh, where? Um, but what are you hearing from customers about um, overall productivity uh, for work from home? Um, overall, it, um, I, I think they're starting to turn a corner on that. I think initially, and actually, you know, I'm looking at some of the charts here. We actually, you know, I, I can't share the, some of this proprietary stuff, but, you know, we see charts where um, they, they had issues initially and you see the productivity is down, and then all of a sudden it starts to move up. Hmm. So, um, you know, they um, we see we see it's not things are not being business and not being conducted the same way. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, we have a client that runs a network of pharmacies, and they've seen a huge demand, and um, and they have to order and they have to deal with stock levels. And they've been able to manage to operate in the new normal with just a slight increase in user sessions required to run the business. Huh. Um, 
so that was one example. Uh, and I, you know, I could give you several, several others like that. Uh, you know, the, um, you know, they're looking at, um, there's still set alerts. Hey, if, if we're getting, users are getting a lot of errors, let's alert us so we could be proactive because the employees aren't, aren't generally, you know, they, they may not be calling into the help desk that, you know, they, they know that they're not going to get the same type of um, response time from the help desk because the help desk people are dealing with the infrastructure. Yeah. So they may be even more reluctant to call in. So you want to be proactive. Well, let's see where they're getting errors and go in and fix those. And what's nice about the software is you rank it, right? Because you can see some of these companies you get, you can appreciate they get lots of error, lots of errors a day, right? System errors, user errors, Right, but where are you getting the most errors? Where are you going to get the biggest bang for your buck in terms of uh, problem resolution? Right. Um, you mentioned uh, morale. Um, do, do you guys have insight in, into those um, surveys or customers do? I don't have insight into the surveys. No, oh. we 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 do partner with some of them. We you know look at the end of the day. You really need to have professionals look at that data. You know, that's the part of the challenge is we're generating so much data, right? And so, mm -hmm. how do you determine which data is really impacting business, what's significant, and what isn't? Um, and so, you know, we, we have to partner with them to, uh, to provide the information so that the the professionals can can look at the proper resolution. Right. Um, great, um, Brian. That uh, really answers the questions I had. Unless there's uh, anything else you wanted to to mention. No, I I think that um, look, it's challenging times, uh, and you know. As I said, the, the the challenges have been exacerbated because people are remote and they feel isolated. Yeah. And the user, you know, historically, see our software up until this crisis, you know, we, you know, we, we we've been used by all these companies to improve their operations, to improve performance, uh, for a variety of, of reasons. And this just further highlights the need to understand your employees and right. invest in your employees, because otherwise. You really don't have visibility into what they're doing and where, where they may be struggling and how you can help them out. And we've done um, some video, some pretty sig significant analysis of the return on investment, and it's huge because, again, if you look at thousands of employees and you're looking at saving them time and minimizing frustration, yeah, you know, but it was interesting before this crisis. You know, one one of the the key values of the software was employee retention because the, the employment numbers were so good, people didn't want to lose their employees. And so if you bring, uh, say, an, uh, someone into a new employee into a company and put them in front of systems that are just not up-to-date, not modern, clunky, you know, they're not going to be happy. As I said, right. you know, these systems are really their work environment, yeah. right? right? You know, you can have nice activities, but <clears throat> these people, these employees are spending eight hours a day in front of these systems because that's their job. So it's an interesting dynamic. Is, is NOAA seeing an uptick in business uh, over the last uh, month or yeah. so? Yeah, uh, we're seeing a lot of interest. You know, look, it's nice that there's interest. I'm, I'm, you know, it's just 
very disturbing, you know, was was prompting that. Yeah. And we certainly have, a, you know, looked to accommodate companies and, and work with them. But yeah, there's there's a pretty significant uptake uptake in interest uh, in the software, 100. percent And you know, companies like SAP, and when I talk to them, and you read, you know, the you know the, the current news, they're really committed to their their customers and their partners, mm. uh, which is very commendable for them. Well, yeah. hey, well, Brian, hey, thanks very much, man. I appreciate uh, you taking some time to talk with us about Noah. And uh, and how we can uh, you know keep an eye on our employees during this pretty tough time. Good. Well, stay. Uh, I appreciate your time and interest, and and stay healthy. Yeah, you as well. Thanks for listening to another episode of My Tech Decisions Podcast, where it's our mission to help you make technology decisions for your organization. If you'd like to learn more, head to mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at mytechdecisions. You can also follow me on Twitter at ZWCobo. Until next time.